let's talk about the opioid epidemic a little bit. And we're going to talk a little bit about harm reduction, what it is, what it's not. And we're going to use that to talk about medication-assisted treatment or medications for opioid use disorder, specifically buprenorphine. So let's learn from me a little bit. My name is Dr. Merza. I am board certified in psychiatry, child adolescent psychiatry, and addiction medicine. The opioid epidemic is a little bit complicated to talk about. It's something that's been happening with the rise of overdose deaths in America and the world as well in regards to opioids, heroin, fentanyl. When we talk about public policy towards substance use, one of the biggest issues, one of the biggest problems, one of the biggest missteps in the history of the world has been the war on drugs. There's been more money lost, more lives lost unnecessarily due to this war that's never going to win. So there has to be a fundamental shift in how we're thinking about how do we help people out. Out of this came the concept of something called harm reduction. Harm reduction is not a new concept. It's something that's been around for a while. It's something where essentially you're looking to reduce, mitigate negative effects for something. And those things can be something as simple as driving. So that's why we have things like seatbelts. That's a form of harm reduction. One of the more famous examples of harm reduction is when the HIV epidemic was starting back in the 1990s or so. And we started to talk about safe sex and having sex education, using condoms. That's a way of using harm reduction. In harm reduction, specifically for substances, what we're talking about is a radical acceptance of the fact that substances, for good, bad, whatever it may be, that they are part of our lives and they are going to be there and there's nothing that we can do to wholly eliminate them. So we have to work on ways of saying, hey, this is part of our life. What can we do differently so that people aren't dying from it? So when we're talking more specifically about opioids, the main issue that occurs with opioids is that there is an unsafe supply. We have the rise of fentanyl, which has led to innumerable deaths, as well as other mix-ins, things like benzos and other substances that have been cut into a place into the supply. When I talk to my patients and I talk to them about substances, I often give them an example of something like McDonald's, right? When you go to McDonald's in New York and you go to McDonald's in Texas and you go to McDonald's in California, you know you're getting the same thing, right? That consistency is there, that reliability is there. When you're buying substances or anything illegally or through anybody else, you don't have that same guarantee. That reliability is not there, that consistency is not there. You have no way of telling what you're getting when you're buying something like that. So this is why you have things like fentanyl coming up, why you have all these substances kind of coming up, because people are contaminating the sources. And what happens when you have an unreliable source or an inconsistent source, this is how you can have overdoses and deaths and other kind of negative effects. There's also the rise of that negative associated behaviors that comes with it. The things that shows like euphoria will put out there is like, this is what happens when substances, things like theft, things like prostitution to fund the habit. So with opioid harm reduction specifically, there's a bunch of different ways of harm reduction that are out there. There's a program in Switzerland called the heroin maintenance program, which basically says the state is going to pay for people to continue to use heroin and they're going to give them a safe, consistent supply so that they don't die. There's some criticisms with this, but at the same time, this has been shown to reduce deaths and reduce those negative associated behaviors. Crime's gone down, hep C, HIV, those rates have gone down as well. There's also things like safe injection sites or supervised injection sites, which are there to, again, make sure that people can exchange needles safely, reduce, and again, this have shown over and over again, HIV rates have gone down, these bloodborne transmission rates have gone down, 
overdose deaths have also gone down in those areas because if in the event that somebody does overdose, somebody's there to kind of administer a life-saving medication like naloxone, which is another harm reduction property, is the kind of putting out there of naloxone, something that's there to reverse a potentially fatal opioid overdose. And lastly, we have things like medication-assisted treatment or medications for opioid use disorder, MAT or MOUD. When discussing MAT or MAUD for opioids, there's two main medications that are out there. There's methadone, which is a full agonist, and then there's buprenorphine, which is a partial agonist. And what that means is that methadone works on the opioid receptors in the brain, but it's there to make sure that people don't have withdrawal symptoms. Buprenorphine works as a partial agonist, which means that essentially it has preferential binding for that opioid receptor in the brain kicks out anything else and so that if anybody were to use any other opioids they wouldn't be able to bind the receptor they wouldn't be able to have any effect buprenorphine is commonly combined with naloxone to deter injection or misuse of buprenorphine itself buprenorphine is an opioid itself and people can still abuse it but we take it with naloxone so that the risk of that abuse goes down. Naloxone is minimally bioavailable, meaning it doesn't really have an effect when it's taken through the mouth. That's why it comes in the pill form or the film form. But if you were to crush it, inject it, that's when it is bioavailable and will have that effect of precipitating a withdrawal symptom or preventing an overdose from occurring. So what happens though when you take these medications, when you take something like buprenorphine, it hits the receptor, it prevents the withdrawal, prevents euphoria, and prevents cravings from occurring. So people are then essentially able to live their life the way that they're supposed to. We're not trying to demonize or say that use of substances is a quote unquote bad thing. We're just saying that associated behaviors that come along with it, that's where the negative parts come from. People often ask them, what's the long-term goal of people when they're on something like buprenorphine or Suboxone? Some of my patients will tell me straight up, they'll say, hey, I wanna be on this medication for the rest of my life because I know what it does for me. I know that it'll prevent me from ever using those substances again. I will use this medication for the rest of my life for the peace of mind that comes with it. Other people will wanna get on the medication and then over a period of time, will wanna taper and eventually stop it. And it all comes down to patient preference. The research has shown over and over again that people, if they're gonna go on medication-assisted treatment for medication for opioid use disorder, they should go on it for a period of at least six months. Ideally, you wanna do one to two years before starting the taper. When we talk about substance use disorder, it's not just a physical dependency. There's also the psychological dependency that comes along with it and working to establish, develop coping skills, social skills, so that there is a strong support system in place. All right, so that's a little bit about harm reduction specifically for opioids and a little bit about buprenorphine. If you like what you're seeing, give me a like, give me a comment, give me some subscriptions. Uh, we'd love to kind of grow the channel a little bit more, share it. I always love that. That's a great thing. And, I, you know, give me some feedback on what you want to hear, and I'll make sure to give you guys the content that you guys deserve.